This is Ballot Vox, the pointer's coverage of the upcoming 2022 provincial and municipal elections. Reporting today, Sam Graywall. As we get closer to the June 2nd election, there's more and more questions now being asked about the NDP and the Liberals, conversations and narratives around the PCs who have the majority government right now in Ontario. A lot of like <laughs> what people have wanted to say about the PCs, it's been said. We've essentially known their platform for quite a while. Not a lot of surprises, but something that we want to focus on today with the, with the NDP was an unfortunate uh, sort of occurrence of events uh, over the last few weeks where Kevin Yard, the Brampton North MPP, so the sitting MPP who had been elected in 2018 as an NDP candidate, and he had sat in Queen's Park as a member of the NDP caucus, he was unceremoniously dropped from the slate. And uh, we have the pointers, Joel Whitnable with us today. Before we sort of get into the behind the scenes stuff and some of the deeper concerns about what this says about the NDP party, Joel, can you explain what exactly happened? Yeah, it's sort of a big question mark, really. What we do know is, you know, typically when an MPP is elected, it's kind of an unwritten rule that they're just going to hold that seat for the next election if they so choose. It's not typical business for a political party to run a contesting candidate in a riding that they've won before. There's, you know, why would they try and undermine a candidate that's won for them in a riding in the past? We hadn't had any indication from Kevin Yard and Brampton North that he was not going to be running in the June election. And so it really did come as a big surprise to the community and obviously to Mr. Yard after the the news broke that the NDP had run a different candidate and they'd actually, you know, the nomination had gone to the candidate Sandeep Singh, who is now running in Brampton North for the NDP. There was a lot of questions about why this happened, how it happened. And a lot of that is really, I think, being speculated on right now. And like I said, we don't really have a lot of concrete answers about what happened. It's kind of a blow for Brampton North. You know, Kevin Yard was the first black politician to represent Peel Region at Queen's Park. Uh, and we can get more into this more uh, later in the podcast. But I think it leaves kind of a, a gap. You know, we've reported a lot about the need to have black voices at the table, whether it's the police services board or around regional council or at Queen's Park. Uh, for such a diverse region like Peel, those voices are, are critical. And I think that this really opens up a gap in, in that area for Brampton. And for incumbents, so Kevin Yard is an incumbent. He He's the MPP. And what you were saying, Joel, about the nomination process. So generally, like my understanding is that, you know, some like the parties make up their own rules. So this isn't like the listeners should understand, like we're not talking about any prescriptive laws set out you know, in legislation, you know, these are like, this is like a club and, you know, the clubhouse members can make up their rules on the fly. They can do whatever they want, but generally the rules uh, among the political parties, the big three, but even the green party, you know, is that an incumbent, you know, both at the provincial level, even in federal politics does not have to deal with an internal nomination race. If they're the incumbent, you know, they've held the seat in parliament, whether provincial parliament or the House of Commons. They don't 
have to generally contest an internal nomination race within their own party if they intend to run again during the next election as an incumbent. I mean, there are certain conditions, right, Joel? Like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but if some of the party rules say that if for whatever the reason the incumbent hasn't met their responsibilities or there's concerns about, you know, their representation or they weren't showing up for meetings and votes and the situation that we had with Gug and Sikand, uh, in Mississauga federally, you know, uh, a Mississauga, a former federal liberal MP who for, I, I would say, probably the better part of, of the shortened term going into the 2021 SNAP election uh, hadn't even been taking votes. He was essentially on a leave, even though no one ever found out why he was on a leave and he never really announced his leave. It was a lot of like the pointers reporting that revealed what was going on with him. So in a situation like that, a party can step in, even though he announced ahead of the 2021 federal election, Guggen Sikand, that he wasn't going to run. I doubt the party would have let him run without a nomination contest. They probably would have said, look, if you want to earn a spot on the ballot, you know, you're going to have to face you know, a nomination race because you obviously haven't done your job. And and in those sorts of situations, I understand it. And I think sometimes, don't quote me on this, but I, I know I've read that if certain incumbents haven't upheld their responsibilities, we reported this. Um, our reporter had this in his story, the story about Kevin Yard, that there are party rules, some party rules at certain levels of politics in Canada do require certain fundraising commitments from incumbents. Like if you don't raise X amount of money for the party, you know, we can force you to run in a nomination race. But yeah, Joel, was there any indication that there were any problems like that around Kevin Yard? Not that, not that the pointer was aware of, you know, as a member of the NDP's Black Caucus, I would have thought that he would have some standing within the party and be a a valuable member of their team that they would be happy to run again. So Again, it's very unclear at this point what it was that you know sort of led to the the nomination contest and having uh, Sandeep Singh. Obviously, as you know, our story reported, there was different cultural dynamics or maybe demographic elements that could have played a role in this. The Liberals are running a very very someone with name recognition in the Punjabi community in Harinder Mali, whose uh, father was a well known MP. And so it's just speculation, but maybe the NDP behind closed doors wanted to run a Punjabi candidate as well to maybe push back and gain some of that community's support um, that Kevin Yard may not have been able to tap into. But again, that's just speculation because really we don't. But but Joel, I don't think it's just speculation because in our reporting, the Pointers reporter Anukul Thakur, we know that at least one NDP insider, I believe, who was affiliated with the riding the, the Brampton North Riding Association gave us a quote. He didn't want to have his name used, but we included a quote in the article where that insider, the person um, linked to the ride, the NDP riding association said that the people who control that riding association. And my understanding is that it's primarily Punjabi Canadians ever since Jugmeet Singh more than a decade ago was, was elected to provincial parliament to Queen's Park by the NDP, his influence in in Brampton NDP politics has been pretty significant. You know, his brother took over his seat, Brampton East, I believe. 
Uh, obviously, Jugmeet Singh is the federal NDP leader. His brother Garotten is a pretty prominent the House deputy leader. So different than the deputy leader, but you know he has the standing you know as as a House leader. And we've been told I've had many conversations with insiders who said, yeah, I mean, Garotten Singh and Jugmeet Singh and their crew, their circle, their inner kind of group pretty much control what the NDP does in Peel region and maybe even beyond. And what the insider told us about that was what led to the decision. They were they were really scared, as you said, of Harinder Mali, the former MPP. It was her seat until she lost it in 2018. She won it in 2014. I believe it used to be called, the writing might have been called Brampton Springdale back then. But the writing map was redrawn. But in that area, she was the representative. She was the MPP, you know, and then she was a school trustee. And like you said, her father, Gurbaks Mali, for 18 years, pretty prominent Sikh Punjabi Canadian parliamentarian in Ottawa. He was the first turban wearing MP in Canada, I believe. And he was very popular. You know, he was a, he was a backbencher, but as a constituent politician, you know, he did a lot of work on individual family immigration applications, immigration files for constituents. He attended on average more than one cultural or family event. So like weddings, you know, birthday celebrations, celebrations, religious events and whatnot. He was actually he was practically at like two of these things a day. And that creates a lot of name recognition. And the NDP were scared about that with his daughter, with Harinder Mali. And we were told that. Yeah, Joel, like your thoughts on if, if that was what was behind what happened to Kevin Yard, should the NDP sort of answer to this? Again, that's a tricky question. Like you said, there's no rules that they have to strictly follow in terms of who they run in particular ridings. I think it was disrespectful to Kevin Yard to run somebody in his you know, against him when clearly he had nothing that we're aware of in his record that would have, you know, disqualified him or would have, you know, thought that maybe the NDP wanted to run somebody else. But it's clear the NDP are dead set on defeating the Ford government, at the very least stopping him from getting his majority. Would they consider doing something like this to increase their chances of of winning that seat again? If they had questions about whether Kevin Yard would do that in Brampton North, obviously, you know, as we reported, his margin uh, of victory was slim, but so was, I believe, Sarah Singh's victory in 2018 was slimmer than yeah. uh, Kevin Yard. So, again, would, you know, would I put it beneath them to do something like this to ensure that they win that seat? No, they're clearly playing some political games here. But again, it could be unethical. But there's nothing in their rules that says they can't do that. Yeah, and I and I wonder, and the way we reported it, and some of the information that in in the reporting that we gathered from, you know, NDP members and even in like executives or past executives, insiders, let's say of you know within the NDP party, it was made pretty clear to the pointer that this was more of a decision at the riding association level. Like certainly, you know, the Ontario Party would have been fo- informed eventually of what was happening. But I think if it was directed by anyone, it it probably was directed by, you know, these folks up in Brampton, like I said, Jagmeet Singh, Garotten Singh, their circles, they have so much influence. They're like cult leaders up there. I don't have anything against them. I mean, if they're doing a good job representing, you know, obviously Jagmeet Singh represents a riding in British Columbia federally, 
and he's the NDP federal leader. But Garotten Singh, I think, does a good job representing Brampton. He's he's very vocal in Queen's Park. He brings forward, you know, motions quite often, private members' bills in the past. He's advocated heavily for his city, for his constituents. So I, I don't have anything against either of the two of them in terms of what they're trying to do for their constituents, for the people of Brampton. Like, I mean, it's the same in the Liberal Party. We've known for years that Navdeep Baines, you know, was calling the shots more and more across Peel. I don't know how many calls I received from Liberal insiders saying, you know, they were getting sick and tired of like Navdeep Baines and his father and their sort of circles that grew out of his father's influence. Navdeep Baines, his father was quite an influential member through like the Gurdwara politics and an organization called the World Sikh Organization. And through that, Navdi Baines, you know, years and years and years ago, you know, ends up getting a nomination. He ends up becoming an MP. And now it's well known that this Navdi Baines circle kind of makes a lot of decisions and controls a lot of what happens with the liberals in Peel. And I've heard from a lot of people that insiders, even other MPs, are kind of sick and tired of it. And if this is what's happening with the NDP now, with Jagmeet and Garat and Singh and, and their sort of control through their circles, again, it's not that I have anything against what they're trying to do with their, for their constituents. I, I just think it doesn't look good. You're part of the Punjabi Canadian community. I'm a Punjabi Canadian. Look how this looks. Punjabi Canadians, they rail against being marginalized. The community throughout its history is one that's been vulnerable. It's It's been a religious minority, a, a political minority. It's been oppressed in many ways. That's Punjabis, primarily back in India I'm talking about. But it has that history and it has that a lot of that identity. You know, and coming to Canada with the the pluralistic and and you know more open, you know, and ethical values around our multicultural dimensions, our, our political culture that's supposed to be, you know, informed by those types of values. But if you turn around and start doing what you've been oppressed by and, you know, the opportunities that have been taken away from you as a community because of these the types of things going on, but you just turn around and do the exact same thing. Can you imagine like for, for the black voters and constituents in Brampton North and for the black communities across Brampton, this just I, I know because I've spoke like I've spent the last couple of weeks since it happened speaking to a lot of the individuals in the in the various black communities. And they were saying like like, wow, this is just a slap in the face. Did the other two Punjabi Canadian MPPs face the same situation? Right? The NDP, they won three seats in Brampton. We know the city is is heavily influenced by the very politically active Punjabi Canadian community in the city. We know that the riding associations have been dominated by Punjabi Canadians for 10, 15 years, 20 years even. But you take a look at the three NDP MPPs that were elected, Garotten Singh, Sarah Singh, Kevin Yard, only one of them, two with Punjabi Canadian roots, one who's, who's black, and he was the only one that was forced to run an internal nomination race to hang on to his, his try to hang on to his seat. I don't know. I just, I find the optics look really bad. And, and, and one of the things I wonder is, I wonder how much Andrea Horvath really knew about what was happening. I wouldn't be surprised if she probably didn't find out about it or realize exactly what was going on until it was too late. If indeed it was being sort of directed more at the riding association level, 
village politics, I hate to say, I use that term. That's the term that like all my contacts have been using when they've described what, what happened to Kevin Yard. Joel, it just doesn't fit with the NDP brand and, and Andrea Horvath, like everything that she's stood for, does it? No, no, it, it almost reeks a sort of conservative politics. <laughs> you know, we, we know what the PCs have gotten up to. We've reported heavily on what Brown got up to when he was PC leader, uh, being Patrick Brown. The most disappointing thing for me about all of this, and this is not it's not surprising to me, but it's incredibly disappointing that all of these positions, these political positions, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know to get in. And this is what gives us candidates that are unfit to be elected officials. And I think that that's sort of the most disappointing thing. You know, I, I'm not saying that Sandeep Singh would not be a good leader. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I don't know anything about the guy. I mean, I keep hearing like, you know, what's being put out by his team and by the NDP about him being a quote, human rights advocate. Joel, I think it's safe to say that no one knows the human rights space better than me in Peel over the last 30 years. I have never, whether it's been policing, the school boards, municipal government, regional government, Peel CAS, all the other agencies, everything I've ever reported on, all the human rights cases I've covered, all the institutions, systemic discrimination, I have never heard his name mentioned once. Never seen him advocate, never seen him be before the Human Rights Tribunal, but they're calling him a human rights advocate. Like Again, I don't know what he's done in the human rights space. I don't know who he knows. I don't know who he was connected to to get this nomination. I mean, if he just put his name in and he won it fair and square, all the power to him. But like you said, if it was more like backroom, you know, deals and nudge, nudge, wink, wink stuff that was going on and people making handshakes and behind closed doors, I think the NDP has to be very careful what this could do to their brand. It could in the big picture, it could really blow up in the NDP's face. Oh, it certainly could. Yeah, it puts them on par almost like I said with what, you know, the conservatives are kind of known for that and it doesn't excuse their behavior you know you don't want to be roped into the same put under the same umbrella as that and the ndp i think i believe so far have avoided that being a party that is you know has all of these sort of past you know i don't want to say corruption but past scandals where we have these sort of contested nomination races or different things going on so far the ndp have not become a party that is known for that but i think you're right sam they need to be very careful because this at the very least, like you said, the optics are just not not good at all. Yeah, and I guess we'll leave it there. We just so the listeners know, we invited the NDP to come on to explain what happened. We we do you can read the article that was published in the pointer last week where we do have the president of the Ontario NDP who gave us a pretty lengthy statement, which I mean, I'll be honest with with you, Joel. Like the statement from the president of the NDP to the pointer, you know, when she said that the Black Caucus and their work was deeply valued. I just thought, well, clearly it, it couldn't be deeply valued because look at the way you've treated one of your members, like one one of the individuals who was part of that that Black Caucus for the NDP and other members of the Black Caucus have been quite outspoken. They've they've taken to social media to express their frustration. And they clearly don't feel like they're, quote, deeply valued, as Janelle Brady, the Ontario NDP president, told the pointer. It just seems like a little bit of hypocrisy. And, you know, that you don't have 
some sort of rules in your party constitution that would prevent this sort of thing from happening, it leaves questions about like, well, how would you be fit to govern when you can't even have your internal party constitution and affairs in order? I've long said this about both the federal conservatives, but particularly the Ontario PCs. Like if you look at the way they handle campaigns and elections, and if that's any barometer of what they'd be like in government, what a disaster. You know, like you said, when Patrick Brown was PC leader, it was a joke. Everyone knew that, like, I mean, let's put it this way. When the person who succeeds you, when, when Doug Ford comes in and says about Patrick Brown and the situation around the nominations and the 2018 election for the PCs, Doug Ford referred to it as, quote, rot. <laughs> and he said he was going to have to clear the rot out of the party created by Patrick Brown and these circus-like nominations that were going on. Not that Doug Ford did much better, but, you know, to his credit, I think he did turn around. They canceled about six of the nominations that were were deep, highly questionable how they had been handled by the PCs back in 2018 uh, under Patrick Brown. And when when Doug Ford took over as leader, they did reverse the original decisions on on six of those nomination races. But again, does the NDP want to like become known for the same sort of thing? Like, I mean, this is just not part of what we think of when we think of what the NDP stand for, like their values. And I, and I don't think the PCs are a really good example, you know, for the NDP to look for, to look to, I should say. So we tried to, we tried to have someone from the NDP on for the podcast. They did respond and they, they offered to like provide answers and they, they said that they would try to help us, you know, with the questions that we had around Kevin Yard and what happened, but they clearly didn't want to make anyone from the NDP available to come on the podcast. They probably knew that we would question them. They probably knew like having to face you and me, Joel, that they'd be scrutinized quite closely about what happened with Kevin Yard. And they chose not to answer to any of the questions that we wanted to pose. But I guess we'll leave it at that. There's a lot going on. This isn't exactly what the NDP want to be talking about in Peel with only a month left before the election. But your last thoughts, Joel, going forward, like, do, do you think this could do any damage or do you think Sandeep Singh is just a better candidate for them? And, you know, this is actually strategically a good thing for the NDP. Yeah, it's hard to say in terms of the candidate. I don't want to say anything disparaging of Sandeep Singh just because we don't know much about how he could be as an elected official. And politically, it might have been a good move for them if they want to secure that seat and make sure that they're, you know, holding on to their sort of the three seats that they have in Peel. But it's like I said, and I think this is sort of motivated by a lot of the coverage I've been doing around the Peel Police Services Board and the lack of black voices at that table and the impacts that we're seeing. And I think the loss of, you know, Peel's only black representative at Queen's Park can't be understated. I think that's a significant loss for the region of Peel. We still don't know if Kevin Yard's going to run as an independent, so he may challenge, you know, Sandeep Singh uh, and the NDP in Brampton North. But I, I think that that's probably where I'll leave it. I think it's just disappointing, and I think it's just yet another loss for Peel's black community, unfortunately. Yeah, and I should mention that, as we did with the pointer in the article last week when we, we made numerous attempts to reach out to Kevin Yard, uh, he declined, he did not respond. Same thing ballot box we we invited him to join us for today's show but uh, he did not respond with that i'd like to thank joel whitnable for joining us and we hope all of you will be with us next week for ballot box 
was hosted by Sam Graywall, produced by yours truly. Join us next week for continuing coverage of the upcoming provincial and municipal elections. I'm Jeff Chalmers. Thank you for listening. Talk to you then.